Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Universal Lens. 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 The boys are back. <laughs> I'm John Emilio. With your boy. No, that sounds horrible. Not your boy. I'm, that's not me. No, it's me. It's what Henry. Mean? Mean, you know, yeah, boy. I said this with boy. your boy. That's some stupid crap, man. That's some YouTube. That's some 2023 YouTube stuff. No. 2023 YouTube it's, stuff. It's Henry... Uh, and, Henry, may, and maybe I'll bring Tony Montana out to play. Actually, it's Enrique Beltra. It is Enrique. It is Enrique. We call you Henry. Yeah. Your name is actually... I'm, a, I'm John. I'm not Giovanni. I'm just John. Hola, Madonna. <laughs> yeah, no. My parents, my parents went the American Impo- route Imposter. Imposter. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I'm an imposter. Uh, we're, so back. we're back. We're back. Yes. Our, our native countries kicked us out. <laughs> and so we're here. <laughs> we're here. In, in, in our studio... Studio in our studio, studio, and I don't mean studio apartment, a studio where people record. Yes, none of that one bedroom stuff. No. Uh, so last week when we were talking, um, yeah. last week's episode, I we finished off. We were speaking about the, um, uh, like how um, the 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 event that happened with me and my son when yes. he stood up and he kind of told me, yes. you know, hey, don't treat me like a high school kid. <laughs> um, you know, having that awareness and, and realizing you know, my actions at a young age with him and how that was great. Um, and you said that you had a story that yeah. you wanted to share this week. It's, so it's, it's very similar to your son. Yeah, but, 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 but tell it because Except I was the son. We ran out of time last week. <laughs> Except I was the son. Okay. So it, my story is being told from the point of view of what would be your son. Mm-hmm. So the younger person basically looking at the parent in the face, right? And before I tell the story, it's not fair if I just, if I just tell you if I just do the old, listen, uh, by today's standards, it was abuse what was happening to me. Okay? So, you know, it's, it, it wouldn't be right to say that. Let me, let me frame it correctly. Sure. My mom came from a, a, a very difficult background, right? So her father was a very rabid alcoholic. And her mother was a very loving person, very strong, but not strong enough to handle the husband. So yeah. she came <clears throat> from a lot of nuttiness in Cuba. There was a lot of stuff in Cuba. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, stuff that I don't even know she would feel comfortable telling me, but you kind of perceive yeah, some, gotcha. some, some history of, of use. Whatever. So she knows what she knows. There's no doubt in my mind that growing up, even as an adult, I can tell you my mom absolutely loved us. Absolutely. We were her life. But she only knew how to parent one way. Yeah, that's what they knew. That's what they were taught. the iron fist. Yes. And sometimes it wasn't just a fist. Yeah, it spoon. Been, it could have been a broomstick. It could have been a belt. The it wooden could... spoon was very popular when we were kids. And my mom was a big woman. My mom can really wail. And I was a real devil child. <laughs> <laughs> and I could really give her good reasons to uh, give her a, give me a good... Yeah. Let's just call it a beating. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so this is the... Uh, I frame it this way because it's not to say she was a complete uh, devil. That, that she was a, that she was abusing mm, right. you guys. Yeah, not yeah. at all. My, my mom. And which is which is good. Which was a smart thing to do because there are people out there who are like, oh my god, Henry was abusing. It's, it's no, and, no. It's just, honestly, I can tell you that I was. No, honestly, I, I could t- because when you receive a beating every day, it's it's abuse. It was oh, a be- it was yeah. a beat down. But that being said, it's cool. It's 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 okay because it's weird how not only do you make peace, but you understand. Like, I understand. It's weird. It's weird. But anyway, so imagine being a kid every day, every day, every day, beat down, beat down. It's like, hey, my mom's home. Get ready. Here we go. That's how it was. So she basically, I think, just carried the patterns of 
What she knew, of, unfortunately. What she knew of her, of her parents. Yeah. Or whatever it is that may be. Yeah. All right. So now, and as you know, uh, I I don't know. I don't, I don't think you know, but I basically uh, hit puberty. Not early, but not late either. By 13, I was almost this size. About average age, yeah. By 13, I was almost this size. So, you know, you can beat a kid up when he's little. But when you come at him when he has a, a man body, and at that point, I realized, like, yo, what? Like, what are you doing here? And that's the moment. I had my John moment. <laughs> you know, she was kicking my ass as, as every day. And I, I was in a fit of rage myself because, you know, I'm getting my ass kicked here. And I turned to her and I said, you just want to see me cry. Wow. Holy crap. Yeah. Did you really say that? Yeah. Damn. I said to her, you just want to see me. And of course, uh, I was not <laughs> the mindful soul that no, you see me No, 13, you. I'm sure you weren't. No. I was a mess mm. in the sense my emotions were everywhere. I was, you know, I was in a, I was in a fight. I was in a fight. Yeah. And of course, I wouldn't hit my mom. But imagine that fight where you can't hit the other person, but the other person kicked you. Could, could, could beat, could beat on you, yeah. So that was the moment where I said, "You just want to see me cry," and I think I broke her. Like I snapped her. Like it was the thing needed, and then for her to hear. But do you think that she was a sound mind to say, "You're oh man, you're right. I think you're right." No, 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 no. It was, oh yeah, oh yeah. She went and got another weapon. <laughs> Yeah, so she went from, uh, you know, at that moment, I think it was her hand, and she goes, well, I'm, she's literally, like, beating her own hand, and it hurts. And I, at, at that fight, in that moment, I refused to cry. I'm not going to give in. And so, and maybe that's where my war analogies come from, as you know. <laughs> so, yeah, a lot of it is learned behavior, sure. So, dude, she comes at me with, I think she got a broomstick, like a, a, a stick, and she, could, she got a hanger. And she was, was just wailing at anything, a belt. That was the the multiple weapon day. Oh, my God. Okay. And I refused. And, and of course, it escalated. And at 13, like, I've never cursed at my mom. I never. But at that point, I said, you know. I, I, for, you for dropped all, a couple. For, yeah. all, for all you youngsters out there, close your ears. Yes. But I literally, I just said, you're going to have to fucking kill me. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Dude. I won't shed a tear. And she broke. I broke her. That day I broke her because I took every ounce that she had. So can I ask you a question? Yeah. After that, how did it? Uh... It was great. So you 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 became without realizing it. At you were thirteen. Yeah. So you had no idea what you were doing. That was an instinctive yeah. reaction, right? Something inside of you came up and just said that, right? Because you were tired. Same way my son stood up on his chair and said, "Hey, I'm not in high school. Yeah. Stop treating me like I'm in high school." When he was a little kid. So at, at the age of 13, you gave your mother a major lesson in awareness. You gave her her first, you made her see her actions beyond her thinking mind. So your mother treated you that way because that's what she knew, not because she wanted to. Yeah, 100%. Not because she wanted, not because she didn't love you. Right. And, and I know that sounds kind of backwards no, nowadays, yeah. especially, but you know, unfortunately, 20, 30 years ago, old school people old world parenting was a little bit more intense um but you made her realize like hey this isn't what i want to be this isn't how i want to treat my kid 
like I'm trying to get him to love me and respect me, but I'm doing it the completely wrong way. Yeah. yeah. So because you because you said it changed after that. Like if it didn't change after that, I'd be like, all right, maybe she understood it. But no, she, it was different. If if it was different after that, then you your words with her actions completely um, opened her eyes to her actions, and that's awareness by definition is opening your eyes and realizing your actions seeing yourself as you're doing things yeah. and realizing wow that's great i mean that's i mean i feel it's not great that you got beat but it's great that it's it's great that that you were able to do that and that's i mean listen i i not not everybody has that effect on people yeah, you know i'm like the energizer bunny you like the, <laughs> listen i take a look at it. you you you, you were able to you were able to Kind of enlighten your mother, and that's to to how she was acting. And that's great. Listen, when that's you're great. that, when you're a kid, and you're a big kid, because I was a big kid. I was about at that moment, I was probably about five six, one hundred eighty five pounds. You know, I was, you know, I wasn't small. Yeah. Like, and I was pretty strong. You know, that break everything in sight. So, you know, uh, I took everything in me to not because I'm in a fight. So, but I never once raised a hand. You know, follow me. Like I didn't fight back, but I fought back with. Well, because that's how we were taught, right? We were right. taught a never hit a when we were younger. One hundred percent. I was like, I was that was beaten to my head. Never the eleventh commandment. Right? Never, yeah, never hit a never hit a woman, right? So I we were taught that and always you know, respect your parents and be you know two feet in one shoe. Yeah. So and those weren't bad, by the way. Those those were those are good, good value, yeah, yeah, good principles to have. You know, except when you're getting... No, of, I, I mean, people don't understand that I was... I mean, we don't know what came first, the chicken or the egg. So I was a very rambunctious kid. But maybe you were rambunctious because you were... You yeah, know, yeah, like, listen, I mean, we, we, could, we could probably right. spend two hours but, trying to analyze why... Right, where I'm going with this is basically I was raised very militaristic in the sense that I don't know any five-year-old. I see a lot of those behave. I see not. By the way, Henry is the most loving father in the world. It's. I see a lot of those mental behaviors, like the way you speak, the yeah. words you use, in you. Like I, I, I you're always. I love you. Know, I lo- the one thing I love about you is you're always ready. Like you're like, let's go, ready, ready. You everything you like using the word fight, yeah, yeah. war, yeah. you know. But I always say that frames you and, and a here certain I, way. I'm using the word militaristic. Yeah, it frames you to be a certain way. I grew up in a militaristic household, and I don't mean that in the army, marine. You know, my mom strict, very strict. Yeah, like like drill sergeant strict. If you walked into my room as a five year old, you wouldn't think a five year old inhabited that room. <laughs> you would think. This was a, a room in a show, in a, in, a, in a TV show, where the prop people, you know, placed everything perfectly. Because as a five-year-old, I made my own bed. And I made my own bed that, without a wrinkle. You understand? It was like a military situation. Yeah. And if you use the toy... You put it back. You put it back. And you put it back right. And the closet door was closed. And... Every single nook and cranny. Was your mother a very, like, organized, super organized person? Super organized. Was she like, did things have to always be a certain way for her? I wouldn't go that far. Meaning, I, I can't even remember if that okay. was a detail. Yeah, I'm just, but well, I, I can, curiosity. I can tell you that. Else. I'm not trying to. Ready, ready for a little parallel? The rest of the family would look to her for organization. Right. And she was organized. I know a little bit that I thought, yeah, I got it. There was, there was a, I point, uh, I point down the hallway here. There was a room in the house that had a file cabinet. You could find all of, 
our family's taxes. I mean, I would go to the point of saying alphabetized. You know, it was... I would say your mother needed things to be... And when I, this isn't a mother episode, but... In the, <laughs> kind of trended that way. <laughs> good. Good. Like, your mother needed things to be a... I mean, from what I could tell, a certain... She liked things to be a certain way, yes. and she expected the people around her yes. to kind of live by that. And, yeah. and, and I'll tell you one thing. While I never, you know, laid hands on my children... Um, me as a and you can ask my wife this. You go back 10, 15 years, like I, 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 you know, I'm a very organized person by nature, right? I'm very organized. I like even to this day, I am. I'm organized, but years ago, I expected everyone else around me to follow the same yes. suit, and which is why that you know my son kind of stood up to me at time because I expected him to learn a certain way, and told me that it's you know my you can ask my wife when she was pregnant. Big, big ass fucking belly. I'd come home from work from the city, park my, you know, I'd come home from the city as a contractor. With my, my, I had my bag on my back from checking job sites all day. I come in, and if I saw something out of place, like this is a pregnant woman, right? A pregnant woman, like big ass belly, yeah, yeah, but you with her feet yourself. up on the couch. I'm like, could you not put the mail where it belongs? You can't help yourself. She would look at me and not say a word. This is why I'm, I'm very thankful and blessed. I had like the universe gave me a woman. Who said, I'm no, 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 I'm, I'm not gonna ignite you. I'm just going to ignore the fuck out of you. Instead. <laughs> and it's what she used to do. She just sit there and be like, Well, if I get up, I'm probably gonna kill you. So, and I can't get up because I'm pregnant. So, I'm just gonna sit there. Like, I would, I would complain about those stupid little things. I didn't realize I was doing it. Right? John, same here. So, so I, I so I kind of understand where you're coming from. And unfortunately, back then, like, that's what parents knew. Like, even me growing up as a kid, I had kids. Friends of mine who their parents, I don't want to say beat because like, like physically abused beat where the kids would come like with bruises and black and blues. No, but like I had, you know, I grew up with parents, you know, with kids who their parents would lay hands and like, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, this is how we discipline. This is how we discipline. Oh, yeah. this is how we discipline. It was uh, I daily. Think, yeah, I think I'm not a fan of that personally. Yeah, no. Right? I think like, I have two children who I'm thankfully are very well adjusted. They're good kids. And I've never had to lay hands on my kids ever. Um... But I've also been, I've asked, you know, I do discipline, I try to find that balance in between both. And, and being a mindful parent is where you find that balance. Being a mindful parent is where you learn how to discipline a child without physically beating a kid, which back then was like, you know, fear your parent. I always had a pet peeve when somebody would say to me, I want my kids to fear me. 20, 30 years ago, I might have bought into that. Right. The last 10, 15 years of my life, I go, I don't want my kids to fear me. I want my kids to respect me. And I have to earn that respect, not demand that. I always tell my kids, I go, I'm not going to demand you to respect me, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to earn it from you. Where I know I'm doing the things that, that need to be done as a proper parent to teach you, to guide you, to discipline you, but to make you respect me. Not to say you must, yeah. I must. I don't have to do anything in life. The yeah. more you, I'm not going to demand my kids. I think we were brought up in a world where I am parent, you are a child, you must respect me, you must listen, you must obey. You are my belonging, you are mine. And I, I, you know, I, I have this question with my wife. I go, they're not, our kids aren't mine. They're human beings. They're their own people. Yes, we gave birth to them. You gave birth to them, honey. I said, I helped raise them. But they're not our, they're not our possessions. They're not our belongings. They're human beings. They get to live their lives. Our job is to make them, is to teach them, guide them, and then kick them out of the nest one day and go, go live your life. Yeah. Like, go live your life. Uh, that's where I, I, you know, 
I think there's a, I'm hoping there's a healthier balance of parenting, but it also swings completely the other way also. Then you have parents who are very lenient and everything goes and they appease their children and that grows a different human being. So it's, yeah, where do you find that balance? It's a very difficult balance. Yeah. And quite frankly, again, I asked you this before the show, when did you discover mindfulness? And you said, well, you know, and you, you placed yourself at 42. Like, yeah, where I got on this path? Yes, 42. I placed myself at 43. Funny, huh? Which is my current. By the way, our lives have run parallels from the day we met. It's <laughs> kind of scary. <laughs> but the damage, quote unquote, I use air quotes, is done in the sense we were done raising our kids. Uh, for the most part, we were done raising our kids. So, um, Yeah, but, but, but you didn't treat your kids... I mean, I've known I've known your kids since they were five, yep. right? I've known uh, I've known um, Enrique or Cookie yep. since since he was five, yep. right? And Alberto and Giovanni and I right behind them, yeah. so three and a half, and then one and a half. Yeah, right? so I mean, I've known them since they were kids. I, I've never, <laughs> I've never known. I've, you were an intense father in the, when we were younger, but you weren't like. I you was, were, no, you, no, no, okay, yeah, I yeah, was, yeah. No, 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 no. You've oh, always I been was like, nothing like no. my mom. No, 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 but. I, you know, I've had times, I've had to kick my kid's ass, you know, here and there, but never with the intensity that my mom did. I think it was different. That just, that's what they knew. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, so do I feel bad? You know, some I don't feel bad about in the sense it was called for, it was, it was properly done. A little done. discipline, yeah. It wasn't, you know, I mean, you know. If, if I, I got you, I understand. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to go. I used to go back to play with my friends with welts and all my friends would huddle around me and go, oh my God. Like, you know, like I just escaped Auschwitz <laughs> and they're like, oh my God. God. And I'm like, dude, let's just, let's go. Let's play. You know, let's forget all that. You know, anyway, so that was my, but, yeah. and within that, let's say within that mixture or that Matisse of, you know, what you learned, what you instinctually gravitate towards, right? Because again, mindfulness is not present the first 18 years of my kids' lives, right? So that was all instinctual. And I think that even though it wasn't mindfulness, wasn't present. Oh, I wish it was right. But I hadn't discovered it. It wasn't bad. Like we didn't, we didn't do a bad job. And no, I, I, not at all. I thought we navigated that great because I come with, I come to the marriage and the fatherhood with my own experiences. My wife comes, comes with her marriage. own. Yeah. Everybody, my wife was brought up differently than I was. And so Much you, differently than you I could was. Imagine. Yeah, she had more American family. They're a little bit more laid back, but there was always a ton of respect, right? Where the older school um, mentality was a little bit more strict dictatorship kind of thing, right? It was like do what I say, not as I do kind of thing. Where she was brought up a little bit different. So I mean, you know, we and I think in my in my case that kind of balanced me out a little bit, yes. right? Where I came in with a little bit of a stronger presence. She naturally quieted me down yes right uh, and i kind of maybe gave her a little bit more of a voice too yes where she might have been a little bit you found some happy medium we found some happy medium yeah. with that but yeah but once i discovered mindfulness i'll tell you parenting changes because as they get older it's different issues there's different things you have to deal with right little they say little kids little problems big kids big problems yeah, right whatever the uh, saying goes <clears throat> but you learn how to deal with them in a way where you're able to step back, assess a situation, and have an intelligent discussion. Even with my kids when they were a little bit younger, like my son's 18 now, he's going to be 19. But when this started, he was 12, 11 for me. 
So he was still a young kid where I started getting on this path to mindfulness and I started kind of really noticing things in them and everybody else around them, changed my language, changed the way I approached things. And, and they kind of started to notice that. They never really got into it, my right, kids. Right, right. Like I told you, my wife now, like Julia now, like I see it a, a lot more in her now where she kind of, especially after reading the book, she kind of gets it even though it's a little, you know, the, the words I use in the book could be a little over, you know, over, the, over your head if you're not into this. But I, I see a little bit more of a difference now. But even just starting back then, like I, I, the whole parenting experience has been much more enjoyable. I can tell you that. It's a more enjoyable experience being a mindful parent than it is being a dictator. I got to agree with you. you 100%. Know? Having my kids fear me is not something that I take. Pr- I would ever take pride in if I was a parent. 100%. As a matter of fact, uh, so my oldest son still calls me sir. I was like, Does he really? Stop I've that. never heard Cookie call you sir. Yeah, so you never heard it, but like he'll text me and I'm but like... But there's, I mean, there's something wrong with that. Like, I mean... Like, you know, stop it because, you know, I'm not... Well, you know. hold on. Are they saying it? All right, because it, they, it could be used in a different way. Um, I mean, is he walking yeah. around like, yes, sir, daddy, yeah. sir? So the meaning that <laughs> I give it, he may not give it the meaning that I give yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Your perception of that But the meaning word. that I give it, yeah. I don't like it. Yeah, because you know? yeah, it sounds military. Yeah, it's yeah. like, no. Yes, sir, sir. Right, right, right. Yeah, like I'll tell it to my kid too. I said, like he'll text me something. I go, good job, sir. But they both took karate, and that's a big word that they use in karate as kids, sir. Sir and ma'am, like yeah, they, yeah. but they use it more as a respect than anything else. So I mean, I think take the, don't take it out of context. Like look at the whole picture and how it's being yeah, used. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, listen, if you, <clears throat> God, how do we, how do we osmosis people? Osmosis. Yeah. How do we os, <laughs> os, os? No, the the past tense of us. If you want to turn osmosis into a verb, osmose. Osmos. How, do, how do we osmos this? How do we osmos mindfulness? Do not, do not uh, Google check any of the words we use in the show because yeah. we might make mistakes once in a while. <laughs> little, uh, what is it? The little thing, the the, the fine print, the, the fine bottom. print at the bottom. <laughs> Don't take our vocabulary seriously. Uh, yeah. So osmos, uh, if 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 this can get to you in some way, because man, I'm telling you, even uh, so, you walked in and you saw your pregnant wife. And you're still going to complain or bitch about how the mail was in the wrong place. Yeah. John? Or something wasn't put away or the floors weren't swept yet. John? Like stupid shit. John, I brought that into my relationship with my wife, especially the first, let's say, year living together. Yeah. Was for me a mind, uh, I'm not going to say F, I'm going to say bender. Mind bender. John, it was bad because <clears throat> my my house was very militaristic everything had its place there isn't one thing out of place you could eat off the floor it was like a hospital literally so i go to my house now and i have it the stage is set my hospital now and here's my wife got magazines all over the coffee table she left the glass over there <laughs> I remember the, you telling me this fork, years ago we had this the fork over there what are these shoes doing over here and in my mind, I was going bananas, and I was going around. In her world, this is fine. I put stuff away when I get to it. And I was putting the magazines back in the bag. I was like, putting the cup back in the sink. Yeah. And I'm going around cleaning. Very rigid mentality. Because what is this? What is this, a jungle? <laughs> you know? The truth is, it's a home. Exactly. I agree. And you can't even enjoy your own home. It's 
it's something that you know unless you snap out of your um yeah. trance you it, won't be able to enjoy your own things like yeah. your own well I, I think that's a that's that's where you get a little bit of well not perfectionism but that's where you, you know people that's where people mistakenly use the term ocd when they go you're very oz like if, if you know anything about obsessive compulsive disorder has nothing to do with cleanliness really like that could be a side effect of it but it's not what it is but people kind of they've label they've it attached that they've attached it. like you'll go you're a little ocd you're not a little ocd you're you either experience obsessive compulsive disorder well, you don't. You could you could be perfectionistic. You could be a clean freak, like words like that, where you like things organized and it bothers you if they're not. But, um, but yeah, like what you were just saying, like you make it a home. And I didn't enjoy things early, early on because I need I needed, and that's the key word, right? I needed air quotes needed things to be a certain way. There were, and I say it in my book, there were benefits to that because even with my company, there were benefits to that. But the wake it left behind me was not worth it yeah. at the end of the day. And the way I, the way I would, like, I'd have people over. <laughs> I swear, you could ask Julie about this. I would take the vacuum out and start vacuuming under the feet, under the table while people were having coffee. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I get it. Because, but... because the dirt on the floor, like, was making me, like, I got to clean it. I, and, and, and hold on a second. So to this day, I could see dirt on the floor and want to clean it. But now I have an awareness that goes, when the party's over, when everybody's gone, we clean up, we right. put everything away, we go to bed. Or I've even given myself exposures where I've, this was early, early on, where a couple of times it was late, we had a party, and, Julie, let's just go to bed. Yep. Leave everything a fucking we'll mess. Tomorrow. tomorrow morning we'll clean it. Did I like that? No, because I like things, and it's I was challenge. a slob as a kid. That was the funny part. You know, but I liked it. I, I like things clean. I like things put away. I like things organized. And to this day, people go, oh, now that you're mindful and this and that, no, I still like my things clean. I wash my car. I keep my car clean. I keep my garage clean. I keep. I like putting things away. I just don't. I don't need them to be that way. I like things to be clean. I don't need. And that where you get that need is where you become a better husband, a better parent, because you're not. You, just not to use the word need again, but you don't need things to be a certain way all the time. And I think that's where you have this kind of disconnect between an older way of thinking. I was like, need, must, have, should. Where nowadays, it's more of a, is it important in this moment for this to be done? Yeah. If it's not, it's not. And you find a much more balanced, healthy way to live life. And that's that's where that mindfulness kind of comes in. Where you see it and like, all right, do I need to like do this right now? Does this need to be done right now? Is this important right now? Is this thought important right now? Does my kid need to think like I want him to think right now? Like, or can it? Or or is there flexibility there? You know, and that's where having that kind of awareness, you see that, and you could, from a higher intelligence, be like, well, you know what. I'm going to let my child make this decision. I'm going to make, I'm going to empower them to make a choice, not tell them what they need to do. They might screw up a learning experience for them. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's where I, I kind of see parent, you know, parenting evolving a little bit. You know, I see some of my friends kind of changing the way they treat their kids and the way they're bringing their kids up, like make teaching them how to be an adult and self-sufficient instead of, telling them what they need to do, how they need to act, where they need to 
you know how they need to think, how they need to everything, and and yeah. and, and making we, those decisions. For and we them. touched on extremes too, like so we, you know, it, it, no extreme is good, and so no, you absolutely, want, you don't want to beat your kid every day. But at the same time, you don't want to let them just be. Yeah, the, it's the same before. Like, you know, yeah, you make things swing the other right, way. As they say, the was that story of the the kids in the island uh, <laughs> that they take over the island. I forget. It's a famous book. Firefly? Oh, something like that. Wasn't it called something like that? Oh, fire. King song? of the Lord King of, of the, Lord of the Lord of the Fireflies. Mother of God. Wasn't it Lord of the Fireflies? This, this is this is. <laughs> Keep talking for a second. This, Go ahead. This is how fried my brain is. No, I think it was. Lord but of the, the Lord I'm of gonna Google uh, it. I'm sorry, that was my phone. The Lord <laughs> or something. Anyway, it's it's just, you know, but where you let kids just run amok and, you know. Yeah, they become... Lord of the Fireflies. Yeah? No, Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Flies. Yeah, plot concerns. Group British boys were stranded on Avenue Island. There's actual attempts it. to govern themselves. Yeah. That's it, Lord of the Flies. Yeah, yeah, Lord of the Flies. So, you know, it's, it, the extremes are bad. So I, I, I've watched people where their kids walk all over them and they're like, okay, guys. I mean, <laughs> And then I've watched situations where I just, you know, my... Well, you know, and there's worse than me because at least... I had love, like honestly, within that, you know, thing that you say. Oh, well, my, you were strict. You it was strict. my mom, and look, I I think a lot of our parents were like that. Yeah, like, my mom. My was. parents were for sure, and they still are. My my friends' parents all were. They weren't abusive, but it was just a, it was a different way of it was a different way of bringing of it was a different way of of just trying to discipline children right. back then, and i I've always said, like I said before, I think a healthy balance of discipline and a healthy balance of of uh you know different approach a more more laid back approach is 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 kind of beneficial where you give a child a little bit of a chance to breathe yep. and and develop and the best part of it is is when you teach a child at a young age how to think and make choices for themselves, you're allowing them to become aware of their thinking process. And how they think and how they process. And, and you actually kindle that awareness where they see themselves thinking at a young age. Your point is where you tell a child to how to do things all the time. Like, it's, they're just reacting, 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 reacting. I'm uh, told to do this and I'm not thinking on my own. I don't want to sound preachy, but that's exactly, I mean. Uh, no, you're not preachy. Well, I don't think we're, I don't think we're. we're uh, John. No, we don't sound preachy. I mean, I think it's, it's, uh, but, I've seen it firsthand. Dude, that is big. That's, I mean, I. I so you know I, I always approach my kids that way in a sense over here you know because you know I, I I like to talk politics but at home we you know we're sitting at the kitchen table and we talk about politics it just so happens we all agree right politically we all agree but I turned to all my kids and I said so you know, except for my oldest son he's eighteen now but that's now but growing up I always said. Just because we feel this way doesn't mean you feel this way. That's 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 tremendous. So yeah, I, I want beautiful. you. I love that. To take info, take your feelings, and take everything that you know you pick up everywhere, and formulate your own decision, formulate your own opinion. And we're always here to bounce off. We're always here to you know hear you, but you make your own decision. Oh, and I think that. That was we just stumbled upon that beauty, and I think I hope that that has helped. Let's say form a a, a person who is going to figure out in, instead of what's important to him, right? Instead of saying this is receive all. the command, you know, you know, because then if you made a person who just receives the command, oh yes, this is no, no, you're no. just creating clones, right? You're not creating in uh, individuals; you're creating yeah. a clone of you. So I'm not a very 
quote unquote box in the box religious kind of person. Yeah, right? Yeah. I'm not um I used to be I was brought up Roman right, Catholic. Right, right, the only, right. Nowadays I'm not, right? I'm a very spiritual person, but I'm not I don't I really I don't really um subscribe to any any religion. Organized. Organized religion. I believe that there's you know, my, my belief system is or my knowing is that there's something. I don't know what that something yeah. is. I don't know what this creator yeah. is. I don't know what makes everything happen. Yeah. I believe there is something that makes everything happen, and I call it the universe. And there's no offense to anybody. No, there's no offense to anybody. So my wife is religious still. She right. goes to church every Sunday, whole nine yards. That's great, right? right? My mother is. My mother-in-law is. It's beautiful. That's great. My kids kind of teeter back and forth. I've never told my kids, ah, don't go to church. It's a waste. I would always tell my kids, where you find that balance and that peace that's fine. I said, only thing I ever tell my kids is you don't have to believe everything that you're told and you hear. You get to make your own decisions. If something doesn't resonate in you, it doesn't resonate in you for a reason. And it's okay to question that and to be like, okay, why doesn't this resonate with me? I said, you know, whether you want to ask a priest about it, you want to ask me about it, you want to ask your mother about it. And, you know, both my kids have and they kind of go back and forth where they know that that's, there's something there, but they don't completely subscribe to like the whole box religion thing. Like, you know, these are the rules, do this, do this, do this. But they still go to church on Sunday because they're trying to figure out their way. Whether they stay there or whether they don't, that's going to be their decision. I don't sway them one way or the other. My wife doesn't either. I'll tell her, like my wife doesn't sway her. the kids. Be like, ah, oh, you must go to church on Sunday because now you're not allowing them to make their own decisions. And this isn't to knock anybody who's Catholic or anybody who's Protestant or anybody who's... Listen, whatever whatever flavor you like, that's no, great. Actually, I always say the cone is the cone. The cone is the is the the foundation of it all, what makes it all tick. Then what you want to call it, strawberry, chocolate, vanilla, pistachio, that's up to you. I, I just say, I know there's a cone. I don't... The flavor on top doesn't make a difference. In my me. opinion. And I don't need to know. No, and mm. in my opinion... Your view that you just expressed runs perfectly parallel and intertwined with any. I, mean, I don't know enough about all religions, but I would say any religion in a sense. Yeah, there's there's, a, there's something. There, it runs give parallel names. Yeah. and intertwines perfectly mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, if you're in a church and that makes you feel at peace and you feel some sort of power and peace and you're like okay things are going to be okay you, and you, I feel... you, you feel something and that feeling is that attachment to that greater power is a mindful person would say good for you yeah that's, that's fantastic. great it's fantastic right so it's it, but we've been framed to sort of be combative in the sense of are you denying that there's a god no, no, stop stop I told you I had a conversation with um, uh, did I tell you yeah. I went to lunch with uh, with Lou and Tiffany yeah. with friends of ours and my friend's wife is a very we, I think we mentioned on the show is a very religious yeah. person we had a great conversation absolutely we had a great converse, like conversation where we found parallels between what I was saying and what she was saying and yes there are things that this person believes and there's things that I kind of I guess believe right or I kind of say, I don't need to know. Like for me, it's I don't need to know what there is. Right. I just know there's something and it's not my place to know it. I don't, I don't want, I don't need to appease that part of my mind, but that's, that's me. I'm, I'm, I'm able to feel that universal peace or that 
whatever that knowing power that's there without being in a in the church. Some people, but when they're in that place, they feel it, and that's phenomenal. Like, yeah. I'm like, that's that's the cake right there. When you could feel that and understand that it's there, that's, that's great. Anyway, so I know we got off topic, but like even with my kids, I've always allowed them to yep. make that decision on their own. Yep, and, and I think that'll carry forward. I think that'll carry forward with them for the rest of their lives and in yeah. any situation. Because what you taught them was a pattern of thinking, a critical thinking skill, not exactly... Making a, your own decisions. And yeah. by the way, some of the decisions you make, they I don't want to say right or wrong, but maybe they don't work out. They may not work out the way that you wanted. Or the way that you perceived that they would, because the mind says, okay, I do this, this is going to happen. A lot of times that doesn't work yeah. out that way. But you made a choice, you move on. And they always say, I, I always tell my kids, just ask yourself one question. Did I learn something from that? Like, did I, what can I take away from that? You know, and, and even to this day, I learn from every decision I make, but it's empowering a kid to make those decisions, like teaching a kid how to be a mindful person, teaching a kid how to think for themselves, not to think like their parents. Like how many parents are, you know, unfortunately biased in their language, the way they talk about a certain race or a certain, yeah. uh, a certain ethnicity. It, and, 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 you know, it happens. And, and they might not even be, quote unquote like racist people like they don't come off that way like they're actually kind of but their language is like that well you all you're doing is imparting that onto your child and now your child's brought up acting and thinking like that again and it has this built-in bias did you did you did you give your kid a chance did you or not uh, i'm i'm of the school of thought of i give my kid a chance to go you become the human being that you want to be you want to use me as an example that's great but i'm not going to tell you that you must be this, you must be that. Uh, you know, so you want to be a physical therapist? Great. You want to be a sanitation worker? Great. Where do you find joy and peace in life? Dad, I want to join a monastery. Okay, great. Yeah, look, I would love my kid, both my kids to be successful. Of course, everybody wants the best for their children. But whatever my kid wants to do, that's where I'm, I'm going to be at peace knowing that they go like this to me. This is where I want to be. Then I'm okay. If this is where you want to be, I'm okay. Dad, I don't want to play baseball anymore. What? I want to run track. John, you want to run track? I want to run track there. Okay. I'm totally with you, bud. I became the biggest track fan. I want to run track with you. Yeah, I forgot baseball. I forgot all about baseball. Dad, was run track. Good. My daughter finishes karate. Dad, I want to stop here. I don't want to do anything right now. Okay. Yeah. All right. I... You figure out where you want to go from here. I mean, if you want my advice, I always tell my kids, if you want me to impart some advice or you're confused and you want a shining light to maybe show you a better way. And I've done that for them and my wife has done that for them. But I'm not going to kick your ass and go, no, go through that door. That's the best door for you. So anyway. That's so, I have the same story. Yeah, yeah. With my daughter and my son. Yeah. He wants to stop playing baseball. Oh, Alberto, that's right. And by the way, that kid is super smart. And I told him, baby. Absolutely. Yeah. Whatever you want to do, I'm with you. Because it's not about the the sport. As much as we love baseball. But yeah. it's not about baseball. It's about you. I want you to be... I want you to yeah. find joy and to be passionate about whatever you want to do. Not what I want you to do. Bro, my daughter was being talked about as a possible Olympian. Yes, I remember. Yeah. Okay. And she quit the elite track. She didn't quit gymnastics, but she quit the elite track. My my daughter, I, I mean, I'm gonna say is with she's a stud, like this yeah, girl. no, she is. She's very very. But good. But she quit that track because of all the pressure, all the 
Very, was, very athletic kids. I don't know where they got it from, but, but I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I just look like a scarecrow with a pot belly. <laughs> so, and what do you think I told her? Like, because my wife was not with it. And her coaches were not with it. Oh, the coaches, I can understand absolutely, right? Nobody was with it, but I was. And I'm, you Which know what? good. Because it's about the kid. Kid. It's not about what, you know what? Maybe she did throw away. Now, who the hell knows? But I, but want, what, I want my daughter. Exactly. I don't want an Olympian. What opportunity did she throw away? If she, I, if, if, it's, it's only an opportunity if she wants the opportunity. If, she, if, if your kid or my kid, anybody's kid doesn't want that opportunity, what opportunity is it then? It's an opportunity that you perceive in your mind right. an opportunity. But if the kid, I don't want to do that. That's it. But I could be, you know, you could be great at that. I could be the best surgeon in the world. I don't want to be a surgeon. Yeah. But you have hands of gold. I don't want to be a surgeon. What do you want to do? My father told me, and then we'll cut it short because we're actually trying to keep these under. <laughs> 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we're 40 minutes. We're trying to keep them around 45. My father told me a story once. Um, that there was this, um, he was, a, I forget if he was an Indian fellow. This is my father owned the paint store in Brooklyn. He met a guy um, who used to sell rugs, like Persian rugs. Uh-huh. Loved selling Persian rugs, right? And my, my father got into a conversation one day and the guy told him, he goes, you know, I didn't always do this. My father's like, well, what'd you do? He goes, I was, um, he goes, I was studying to be a surgeon. That's why I mentioned that. He goes, well, I forgot what the country he was from. Um, it might have been India. I'm Pakistan. not sure. No, is either India or England? I'm not sure. Oh, same thing. Same. Th- well, yeah, because actually, there's a <laughs> yeah. lot of it. It goes back and forth. But he said, uh, he goes, yeah. He goes, you know, I, I goes, my father, like, I, this is what I had to do. I had to do this. I had to do this. He said, so I told my father that there was some class or something that I wanted to take in the states or some course for a couple of months, and I wanted to go. My father's like, oh yeah, go ahead, go do it. He goes, Carmelo. My father's name was Carmelo. He, he told my father, he goes, Carmelo. He goes, I came here. He goes, I never went home again. He goes, you know what I did? I started doing what I loved. This man had a passion for rugs. I don't know what it was. He goes, I, I, I started buying rugs. So I started selling rugs. I opened up a business, became pretty successful doing it. He goes, and I love what I do. That's great. Left his parents, left his family behind. I because mean, they were, yeah. and that's an extreme example, but that was like where this person wanted to do something else, but wasn't given a voice to do it. And instead, we're told you must do this. And the person said, "This this person had the wherewithal to get up and go." Where how many people don't? You know, kids are in careers, or they're playing sports that their parents want them yeah, to play, and they're yeah. miserable doing it. And they these kids are just stressed, and they hate it. And it's and it's, yeah, yeah. So and nobody puts themselves in the shoes of the child. You got to put yourself in the shoes of a child for a moment. Yeah, I always remember. Yeah, I you try to try to think if this was me, how would I want to be treated? Yep, so. you you got to. Because at the end of the day, if you're if you're a true, you don't even have to be mindful. Because I wasn't mindful at that moment. But if you're a true, like if your heart is in the right place, and you see your child crying, I don't want to do it anymore. Stop. We're done. Have a conversation with them. Yeah, we're done. I don't want. I want my daughter. I don't care about any uh, Olympic. I want my. As a matter of fact, the beatdown that you put on your body, I don't even want that for you. Because I don't want you cricketing, clacking, and clacking for the rest of your life just to get a medal at the Olympics. Okay, I get it. If you it's don't, a great if, honor. If you don't want it, if she doesn't want it, great yeah. honor, great she's honor. Got, she's got to want it. Absolutely, it's does. a great honor. But honestly, there is nothing in the world that I want more than my kids and my kids' health and my kids' happiness. Like, you want a child or you want a trophy? Which one do yeah. you want? Yeah. And I said, when I say trophy, I mean 
Do you want your child to be your child, or you want your child to be your trophy? My child is my trophy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. already. So, so already, perfect. That's perfectly said. Because unfortunately, there's that proponent of parenting that where um, they want their their kids are their trophy. Yeah, they like live, look at my kids. They look live at my, through them. Yeah, look what my kid did. Look at my, and I'm not saying not to advocate for your child on stuff. That's great, especially if they're successful. They're trying to accomplish something. Advocating for your child is great, but. How much I always say, how much of it is you and how much of it is the kid, you know, and and that's where it's a whole different discussion. But, you know, that's and that's where you get a parent who when their kid says they want to stop doing something, how does that parent digest that? And if they digest it with the is this what you want to do, then I'm totally fine with it. Well, then that's an that's a mindful parent who's allowing their children to make decisions. Or if they have a child that says, "I don't want to do this anymore," no, 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 you're out of your mind. You got to do this. This is great. Well, now is it because you want them to do that, or is it because you care what they want to do? And it's not. It's not. Uh, sometimes you don't realize it until you're until you're put in that position where you have to where a child brings it up to you, and what's your reaction going to be? So. Yeah. So we offer a parenting advice. So once again, uh, we knew we, we didn't know what we were going to talk about. <laughs> call us at one eight hundred Great Parent. <laughs> yeah. Now listen, what we say is always based on our experiences and what we've experienced in our lives and Man. what I've seen firsthand. What I notice, what Henry sees, what Henry notices, and if you guys could take anything from this, just I, you know. And we really put it out there. Yeah, I put out my my mom hitting me story. Yeah, that's that's good stuff. I have another good mom story. Uh you know what? Listen in on the next one because I'm going to tell you another good mom story, a good racism story. Everybody loves racism. Oh, yeah, right. Racism sells. Sure. Racism sells newspapers. Sells their... Tune in to the next episode to hear a great racist story. You're going to love it. That's right. That's right. Hispanics can be racist. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm serious? I'm it's, gonna... it's amazing. You're you're such a well-adjusted person, too. <laughs> You telling me? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so we'll cut. We're gonna cut. If you notice, we're we're about fifteen minutes shorter than we usually are. We're trying to keep these episodes a little bit shorter. So um, yeah, don't doubt that we can't do four. No, we can. Hours we can. We can keep going, but we we won't now. Uh, so anyway, I hope everybody enjoyed today's episode. Um, uh, we hope everybody enjoyed today's episode. It, it was a, a little bit of parenting insight, yeah. um, and hopefully you take something from it. Um, maybe you'll kind of uh, have a little bit more awareness on your relationship with your kid because like if you have children you know they are they are the next generation so the goal is always to you know teach them to be a more mindful as you said last week right not better but a more mindful generation yeah. a more mindful generation a more mindful person makes for a more mindful world yeah. a more mindful and present world makes for a more mindful uh, a more beautiful place to live yeah we, um, we will cease to be one day and yeah. they will then be the adults that we are today with their own children with their own children so make make the next generation a more mindful generation and and the rest all the all the stuff that people want to answer all the questions they want to all the political issues and all the who's right and who's wrong those get answered by themselves those those issues will get answered when you have more and more mindful people in position to make those decisions. Yeah. Right now we're not there. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're, I think we're oh grass we're grass rooting it right now. Very good. But if we keep this going and the next generation, unfortunately, this doesn't happen overnight. I got something to say about the next that. Generation, Very good. You know. So, all right. So we'll take it. We'll take <clears throat> it. We'll uh, we'll take it out from here. Hope everybody enjoyed the episode. Um, 
we'll do our little uh, quick guided meditation just to take us out. Very um, quick, John, because this is boring. Yeah. This is the boring part. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take two deep breaths. And we're done. Thanks, everybody. All right, so... Um, However, you're you're seated, you're seated, you're seated, you're seating. Yeah, I'd be sitting right. <laughs> However, you're seated, um, get comfortable. Uh, if you could just kind of fix your posture a little bit, start taking some deep breaths. Um, if you if you're a a returning uh, customer, <laughs> you'll you'll know that we like to do two second inhales. Hold it for a couple of seconds. If you could breathe through your diaphragm, um, that's that's. Uh, recommended um, hold for two seconds and exhale and keep that pattern going <clears throat> as I continue to uh, kind of talk us through this remember the point here is to always notice after um, an episode like this usually your mind stream might be a little charged with thoughts and questions just notice whatever's in your mind no need to attach to it no need to try to answer it Watch every thought passing like a cloud as it continue to focus on your breath. You could always find those stressful points in your body, <clears throat> whether it's in your forehead. Sometimes we clench our, uh, our jaws or shrug our shoulders, release that tension. That's a, a kind of an automatic thing that our body does. We don't realize it, <clears throat> but when we bring a, awareness to it and notice it, we can release that tension. Just continue breathing. You can always focus on your senses, any smells, if you want, sounds, things you might be hearing in the distance, not labeling them. Whatever you, if, if there's a scent that you smell or a sound that you hear, don't label, notice. Whatever it is, whether it's your body, tension, pain, a sound or a smell or a feel, don't label what it is, just notice it. And you'll start to see yourself watching it, hearing it, but not attaching to it. If you don't hear anything, if you don't think anything, that's phenomenal. That's great also. Sometimes we'll have these moments of no thought. And then a thought will pop in. Just watch it go by. Let's take a couple of more deep breaths. Hold. And exhale. Last one. <clears throat> and exhale. Slowly open your eyes if they were closed. And again, if you want to sit here for a few minutes, absolutely recommend it. If not, peace out, my peeps. We'll, we'll catch you uh, on the next one for on the sure. Next one. All right. Everybody have a great day. See you guys. Peace. The insights and discussions that we speak about on our show 
are our own opinions and based on our life experiences. If you or someone in your family or someone you know is suffering and in need of help, please get them that help through medical attention or seeking proper therapy. Again, what we speak about are based on our experiences and not intended to be taken as a form of therapy.